You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Joy Downing, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being here. And I definitely want to say thank you, Michelle Carrillo, just for this platform, for giving us women this opportunity, especially on Fridays, just to share what we're learning and how we're growing in our relationship with God. Congratulations to your new grandbaby, Kate. She's adorable. Congratulations. And I just want to say thank you to the women who have already shared and have done some really powerful uh, devotionals. It has really been instrumental for me, and your depth and vulnerability has really helped me in my relationship with God. So thank you, and I hope our time today will be encouraging. Um, before we get started, let's pray. Amen. Dear God, we love you so much. We pray that as we really dive into this time, that we could connect to you that we can be aware of your presence, God, that we can just see all your goodness. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for being with us through good times and bad times, God. You've never left us. You're always with us. And we just want to say thank you. It's in your precious son's name we pray. Amen. So um, today I want to share about the practice of the presence of God. Um, It's something that I've just been studying and just really needed during this time. Like many of you, I too have been feeling stress, um, oftentimes fearful. You know, looking on the news and watching the number of deaths cases rises, um, watching COVID cases rise, uh, those things can produce a lot of anxiety. I think, too, just the fear of washing my hands, keeping them clean, not coming into contact with anything and not wanting to get anyone else sick and just so many thoughts. Um, I miss my friends. I miss being free in my relationships with my friends. I miss my family. Um, I think the economic instability, you know, will I lose my job? Will we lose our jobs? Um, Just the, the civil unrest. So many things can cause me to feel fear and anxiety. And to be honest, I don't want to go through this time feeling fearful, resentful. I really want to go through this time feeling at peace, joyful, and light. And so what I've been studying is the practice of the presence of God. And a few years ago, a teacher, a kingdom teacher named Joey Harris came And he did this study with us, and it's a book. And I've been studying this book by Brother Lawrence called The Practice of the Presence of God. And just a little bit about Brother Lawrence. He was born in the 17th century. He served in the army. And he had such a spiritual experience that he later became a monk. And so while he was in the monastery, he served as a cook assistant. He prepped the food, he cooked the food, he bought the food, he served the food, and he also repaired the sandals. But what made Brother Lawrence really notable was that he taught himself to pray continually by devoting the most mundane tasks and actions to God 
as a form of living prayer. So here's a quote from him. He says, The more we know him, he's talking about God, the more we will desire to know him. As love increases with knowledge, the more we know God, the more we will truly love him. We will learn to love him equally in times of distress or in times of great joy. And I know I really want to grow in my love for God. And so here are some ways that Joey shares about practicing the presence of God. The first thing he talks about is meditating. Um, He talks about choosing a scripture, read a scripture, and meditate on it by repeating it, memorizing it. And the scripture that I've been meditating on, and I think it's a scripture many of us have been talking about, is Psalm 46, verse 10. Um, I've been really focusing on the message version, so I'm going to share that. But it goes... Step out of traffic or step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics, above everything. And I feel like that scripture is perfect for me right now. And um, I've just been repeating that. And he talks about once you read your scripture to create an image for each word. So for me, as I started meditating on step out of the traffic, right, The first thing that came to my mind was uh, when we took a family trip to New York, where you're literally walking in traffic, and you'll be standing at these stoplights, and it would feel like a 100 people are with you, waiting to cross the street. And it's just intense, because you're watching the cars going by, and people are behind you, and you don't want to lose your children, and, and, and literally, that came to my mind, to step out of that traffic. And I don't think God is talking about check out or be numb, which these are things I would do when I felt pressure. When I felt pressure, I would literally just do nothing and I would check out. But I feel like God is teaching me that even in the busyness of life, that I can still connect with him. And so what that looks like for me, um, for me, like at work, you know, when I am going through my work day and I'm not just going through it and when I'm done praising God, okay, God, thank you. I'm done. But really how can I during the busiest and most intense parts of my job really think and praise God. And when I do that, I notice that I'm more attentive to my students. I can offer them encouragement. I can be there for my, the teachers that I work with and collaborate with. I can be sensitive. I can be compassionate to my students, especially watching over Zoom and interacting with Zoom. Um, I can see some of the things and conditions that they're in, and, and I know that they miss being at school, and I can have eyes of compassion and really try to be the best that I can during that time with them. Um, how this looks like in the pandemic, you know, the being in the height of everything, you know, how do I step out of the traffic? You know, instead of praying for God to take it away, because right now, today, it's happening. I think about, you know, Paul in 2 Corinthians 12. Paul did not, you know, he did. He, he pleaded with God to take away his torment, right? But what did God say? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. And so as I think about that, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, can I delight myself during this time in the height of this pandemic? 
can I pray instead? Can I say, God, not so much change the situation, but God, change me. Make me strong during this time. You know, that's a way that I can really focus and practice the presence of God. Um, about my relationships, you know, you know, how do I really step out of traffic when there's a lot going on, even in my relationships? You know, when I find myself getting bitter or resentful in a relationship, whether it's with family, with friends, with a stranger, I often have to ask myself, why am I feeling bitter? And a lot of times I find that it's because I'm expecting people to be really what they're not created to be in my life. I'm expecting people to value me, to to honor me, right? And when they don't do that, when they don't show that I'm important, then I become bitter. Um, and really, God already says I'm valued. And if I'm able to see my value in God, and if I'm able able to just feel that love from God, guess what? I'm able to offer more compassion in my relationships. I'm able to be free and accept what I'm able to receive in that relationship. Um, And then I think, too, when I see God, it's humbling because then I could see my own flaws and accept, you know what? As much as I'm having these high expectations of others, I fail and I fall short so much. And I wouldn't want my friends to become bitter or resentful because I'm not living up to their expectations. And so I think I have to really watch when I feel my heart and my relationships going there. Um, And I do appreciate, I have great friends and I get lots of love and encouragement, so thank you. But I'm learning to not expect that. Um, How does this look in my home where I'm most comfortable, right? My poor husband, he will come in in the height of my busyness at home with the kids, a new puppy, which feels like a baby. Um, And he comes to the door and I'm just, here's the honey-do list. And I just see it all over him. You know, he just wants me to show him love, to show him that I'm happy to see him, you know, ask him how his day is. But to be honest, sometimes I'm just not there. And I have to see that he's a person too. And not just expect because he's my husband and we're in the same home and I'm most comfortable that I'm just going to get those things. Uh, Another way that this happens in my home is my poor children. I can nitpick them and I can be controlling, you know, and really what it boils down to is my fear, you know, that I want them to be or do what I want them to be. You know, and I can manipulate that, and, and it's dangerous. And I could see most of the times when I try to manipulate them, it doesn't go well anyway. You know, what I really believe that I need to offer my kids is acceptance and love. Provide an environment of support. Um, I think about God, you know, and uh, Romans 8.8. 8, how did God accept me? He says, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. You know, I'm sure he hoped that I would fall in love with him and become a Christian. But at that time, I was still a sinner. And so how can I offer that to my kids and accept them and just provide an environment for them to grow and learn more about God? Of course, we have, <laughs> we have boundaries in our homes and we have 
responsibilities, but I really want to be careful the way that I really talk to them and my expectations of them as well. And so when I start to feel discontented, I realize that I am not in the presence of God. I'm really looking at me. I'm studying my belly button and I'm not looking up. The scripture goes on to say, take a long, loving look at me, your high God. And so as I meditate on that scripture, what does that look like for me? How can I take a long, loving look at God? And so as I created my image, the thing that first came to my mind was my wedding day and how I would take that long, loving look at my husband and the feelings that I have for him, the adoration, the the perfection of our love that God had given us, you know, just feeling safe, devoted. That was an image. Another image I created when I meditated was um, our recent trip to Utah. And when we visited Zion and Bryce, we would see these huge mountains, majestic. And I would just be in awe looking at nature and just the adoration that I, I, could, I could see, you know, the, the powerful mountains. And I wanted to take all of those images and experience that in my relationship with God, that when I am focusing and practicing the presence of God, that I'm adorning him, I am praising him, I am lifting him up high, esteeming him, I'm confessing my sins, I'm humbling myself before him because of his greatness. And um, the, when I am oftentimes studying my belly, like I talked about, you know, I get self-focused. And a lot of times at home, I can just walk around feeling like poor me, filled with self-pity. Oh, poor me. No one likes me. Oh, I feel this. And I appreciate my husband. And, you know, God knows exactly what we need and who we need in our life. And he would say to me, you know, Joy, when I start to feel discontented, I realize that I need to focus on gratitude. And gratitude has been something really instrumental for me to really get myself focused more on God and looking up at God. You know, the more that I can see God, the more that I'm, I see the great things that he's doing, the goodness, you know, how he's been so merciful in my life, how he's pulled me out of really difficult situations, how he's rescued us, my family in different um, situations, then I can, I can start to adore God. I can focus on him. And this, this really gratitude was really important for me um, right at the beginning of the pandemic when I experienced a really heartbreaking situation. And um, there was a, a time I had put in a lot of years uh, just going after a dream a lot of sacrifice, a lot of study, a lot of me poured into this dream. And during the final process, I realized that I had experienced um, intentional wrongdoing um, at the hands of someone and just malicious practice. And I was devastated. I was really um, heartbroken. And I saw that my my resentment toward this situation was becoming filled with hatred. My heart was hard. I was having hateful feelings. And I know that that's not what God desires for me. And I had to really look at God and gratitude 
was something that really helped to soften my heart. And it reminded me, the more that I, I focused on God and, and gratitude, I was able to see how God rescued me from many very heartbreaking times in life and that he had always been there. He had never left me, that his will was greater than what I could imagine. And maybe I don't understand what he's doing. Maybe I don't fully have the picture, but I can still have gratitude for what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do in my life. So the more I focus on God, the more I, I rejoice in all the things he's doing. Like the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, to give thanks in all circumstances, not just when things are good, but when things are tough, that I can still give him thanks. That softens my heart. That allows me to be brought back in his presence. And, um, you know, the other practice that Joey Harris shares is to pray. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. You know, well, what does that look like in my life? How can I pray continually? To me, you know, for me, initially it was prayer was when I set aside time, like whether in the morning with someone, I pray and when I'm finished, that was my prayer. You know, but that's really not what it means. That's what I'm learning for me that that praying continually is like once I get up from my prayer, I'm still praising God. You know, let me read this um, quote from uh, Brother Lawrence. He says here, I worshipped him, talking about God, I worshipped him the oftenest that I could, keeping my mind in his holy presence and recalling it as I found it wandering from him. And so I just appreciate that, you know, even throughout my daily task, that I gently bring my mind back to God when I find it wondering on things that really don't matter. You know, another quote that he says, that we might accustom ourselves to a continual conversation with him, with freedom and in simplicity, that we need only to recognize God intimately present with us to address ourselves to him every moment that we may beg his assistance for knowing his will in things doubtful. So praying continually continually is praising God and worshiping him whenever I can recall my mind to do so. And then he also talks about contemplate is a, another way to practice the presence of God. And contemplate is just being with God, experiencing his presence, experiencing his, pre- his, his spirit in you, around you, and just near you. And times that I can contemplate my relationship with God and what he's doing could be when I'm listening to music and I'm worshiping him through songs, um, taking a prayer walk. Um, it could be when I wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes 3 a.m., right? I just wake up and I can't go back to sleep. I could just sit and experience God's presence, that he's here. He's near me. He's in me. You know, and and it's a powerful thing to be drawn close to God. And I need that. I think about, you know, for me, and I think a lot of us, and many of us are experiencing, I think, even this political climate. And the scripture talks about here in, in Psalm 46, it says, Take a long, loving look at me, your high God. 
above politics, above everything. And so how appropriate is that right now, you know? And I think, you know, like many of us, and I, I don't know everyone's situation, but I know I could feel fear. You know, I feel fear. Um, in having conversations with others, it's, you know, being a woman of color, I, I've been told, you know, oh, it's, people are saying if a certain person wins that, you know, people of color will be targeted. And I'm thinking, like, what is going on? This is crazy. You know, but I could just feel the fear of the, the political climate and things happening, the, the civil unrest, just the safety. At times, I, I can feel afraid and threatened. And maybe it's real, maybe it's not. But I don't think God wants me to live in that fear. Um, I recently heard a podcast, um, and this scripture was shared, and it was really very beautiful. Um, It says in Psalm 32, verse 8, it says, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. That's Psalm 32, verse 8. I just appreciate God always saying that he's going to be there no matter what. He will protect me from trouble. I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry. And he will surround me with songs of deliverance. And I love how it talks about that he will instruct me and teach me in the way I should go. There's many times I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. You know, I need you, God. And it says that he will counsel me. And how? With his loving eye. He's not there to critique me and to be on me. But he has his loving eye on me. And I love that. I love that. That's how God is, is leading me with his loving eye. And I hope you feel that way too. And, um, and the last practice he talks about is share. You know, share your experience. Um, I want to give a shout out to my soul care sisters. I love my soul care sisters. Um, they're a group of women that, uh, you know, many of you know, Robert Carrillo has, one of the books he's recommended is Soul Care. And um, I've been able to do this study with a group of incredible women. And it has been a place for me to work out my relationship with God, a safe place, a place that I can get raw and vulnerable and share things that could feel shameful but being able to be open so I can get it out, I can get healing, you know, and I just, I am thankful for you. So care sisters, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for always just being willing to make time to connect with me in places that have been challenging to open up with or about. Thank you for being there. Um, I also want to, you know, say that I get to share what I'm learning, and, and you know, this is this, uh, practicing in the presence. He talks about sharing. I get to share with my my friends. You know, thank God I have beautiful spiritual women in my life, and the reason they're so beautiful, yes, on the outward they are, but what makes them beautiful is the inside. These women love God. They are working out their their salvation. You know, they want to be their best for God. And I feel blessed. I can call them up. 
I'd send texts, pray for me. I'm struggling in this area. You know, pray for me. I'm doing this. I need your prayers. And you know what I appreciate? I'm usually met with what I need to hear, whether that's lots of love and encouragement. You can do it. You know, you're going to be awesome. I love my friends. You you know, they're cheerleaders. You're going to be great. You're awesome. Uh, Or, you know, some spurring needs to happen and they'll spur me on. Uh, But I appreciate that. And I appreciate, you know, the women that God has given me in my life. And I just want to say thank you for being my friend. And I hope to be a good friend to you as well. And, And then in close, you know, about practicing the presence of God, I hope whatever I shared, something will connect you to feel closer to God, to feel his presence, you know, that some practice, whether it's meditating on his word, internalizing it, memorizing it. I know what's been great. Robert's been having us really uh, memorize lots of scriptures or if it's um, praying, you know, as you're going throughout your day, you know, bringing your mind back to God. And if you don't do it perfectly, don't beat yourself up. I was sharing with a sister whenever I feel like I need to get down on myself, I take a feather and I use the feather to beat me because sometimes we're just so hard on ourselves, right? But, um, but be gentle and you know, whether it's, you know, praying or it's contemplating, just taking time to breathe, to think about how God is working in your life, doing that. Um, and sharing, you know, making sure you're connecting, you know, talking to someone, opening up. Usually those are times that it helps to shape and solidify what I feel like God is, is really wanting me to grow in, you know, having spiritual perspectives, um, and so I'm going to leave you with this song, the, the lyric from the song. This song was actually shared by Latanya Keys. She shared this song, and, um, and it's by Francisca Bastilli, and it's called Holy Spirit. And so here's the, the, the lyrics, one of the lyrics. It says, I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. I just want to say thank you so much for spending this time, that we could spend this time together. I hope you have a great day. Stay safe. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 